0: Welcome back to the Game Dev Breakdown Podcast. My name is Todd Mitchell. With us tonight, our friend John Scheiber. We will not talk about the recording that we just did or what happened to it or how long we recorded what are you talking about? and lost everything. How are you doing, John?
1: I'm not bad, man. We're, we're, we're in round two here. Round one here. This is. <laughs> let's pretend the men in black showed up.
0: We're doing it live. Uh, so um i i heard all about your week and my week and uh I, I can tell you that we've we've both got exciting things on the horizon the show is headed positive places some of it we can't talk about yet um we've, we're gonna have more stuff to talk about with us projects with individual projects everything's going really great we uh, appreciate people being patient with our schedule while we do the best we can um you know we don't we don't get to do this stuff as often as we would like, so we can talk all the smack about schedules that we want, and uh, sometimes we can stick <laughs> with them, and sometimes we can't. Um, anyway, are you ready to finish our talk about new product development using the
1: wisdom of the business world? Absolutely, because it is a topic I'm very passionate about, and it very much shines through.
0: Yes, absolutely. When we, <laughs> when we left last episode, we finally got to the point where you have a a winner of a prototype and you've gotten feedback you have a plan you think it's going to work you've done what we did two shows ago and you put together your marketing strategy including your website and your social media plans and your press release plans and every everything you need is in not in place but you have a plan for all of it now we're at the point where you develop your product which is the only thought the only step that we used to think existed Am I right? <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> was was the creating of the thing. But yes, 100% you, correct with that.
0: When you were going to make a video game, that's something you just sat down and did. And there was a time when that was pretty much the whole process for people. They were small teams, individuals, and they went, I'm going to make a Commodore 64 game, and here it is. And that's awesome. Things are a little bit different now. So yeah. now, as as uh, it pertains to the strategy that we've talked about this step is where you're going to develop your product, but only to the point that you have a strong alpha version. And to quickly differentiate between like alpha and beta, the way you hear about them uh, thrown about sort of interchangeably, we're going to talk about alpha, meaning that if you take your, your game to an event and you have a bunch of people play it and they say, this game is so great, but it needs dinosaurs and it doesn't have dinosaurs and I'm not going to buy it. If it doesn't have dinosaurs, if you're an alpha You can take that back and you're going to put dinosaurs in the game because you think that's a good idea and you haven't locked off the feature set yet. Once you lock off that feature set, we're going to call it beta. That's pretty common in software development. Uh, People have different schools of thought about this, but that's what we're going to use. So in, in this product development stage, you're going to build out your game just enough to take it back out, get more feedback, and either you're in a place where you're going to incorporate more ideas or you're going to you know, lock it off in beta and start polishing until you've spent all the time that you have or all the time that you planned on and you're ready to release. So, so beta is a lot of bug fixes and polish. So, I mean, does that make sense?
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: We're kind of burning through these last steps because the way that I think this is the most helpful, this incorporating this uh, new product development state of mind is really in the foundation. It's on, on the front nine that we talked about. Uh, well, front four in our case, but the, the foundation that you set that helps you plan, helps you determine what's going to be a successful product and, uh, your, your best strategy for, uh, helping it reach its potential without just going typey, typey, typey and pooping something out onto
1: steam, you know, exactly. Putting way too much effort in content that really shouldn't even existed in the first place.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you know <laughs> trying to get over the sentence pooping something out onto steam something about poop and steam in the same sentence really made that gross i'm sorry
1: <laughs> yes yeah, this elevated the show to new rating or uh, yeah. yeah that it's what is it called the uh, ratings right yeah
0: the, the not the
1: viewer ratings but the uh explicit <laughs> the, ratings yeah <laughs>
0: Something about the F word does not come close to poop and steam in the same sentence.
1: No, it's poop and steam in the same sentence.
0: <laughs> Notes for later. Once you're uh, through this beta part of the process, you are basically just just trying to make the, the maximum experience, the maximum product that you can. Now you're in a part where you're also starting to wind down development and you're starting to think about... Um, sort of pre-launch marketing stuff you know you've, you've got some buzz hopefully from your play testing as well as you know the actual valuable feedback that created but you um you're all, you're also ready to take advantage of that that buzz deliver the product uh be thinking about the support you're going to need to give people um after launch you know if if you're planning a big social media push you're ready to do that Think about starting to write like postmortems, like industry stuff. You can put out on like Gama Sutra. Uh, if you're going to do an AMA, you can sort of get that ready. Merchandise. When when I was developing my game right before launch, I actually posted my uh, soundtrack that I had created, and I was very proud of it. I put that up for download on SoundCloud. Which um, I mean, it didn't it didn't get tons and tons of hits, but like people did find it, and that was a way that I was able to reach an audience. Um, yeah. I wrote this down in my notes, and i you seem to like this idea, too. Design, think about designing, like, an old-school manual in, like, PDF. You can put that up yeah. on Steam. You can put that up on uh, GOG. let you host one of those. I can't get enough of that idea. At some point, I'm going to make a game, and I'm going to design, like, a PDF, old NES-style manual for the game that people can download.
1: That would be really cool. Yeah. Some nostalgia factor.
0: Something we talked about that I, I want to hit on again. Whatever parts you take away from this do be sure that you incorporate other people's feedback into your development process. I think that's really important because you agreed that you have seen games where you can absolutely tell the difference between something that's been seen by other players and something that you just nurtured on your own in the basement or in your office and nobody saw it until it hits steam. And like, there's always something there. always like, uh, you, you brought up a good point. Like this doesn't run on, as many devices as it should, you know, this crashes on my phone or on my Xbox. And yep. uh, <laughs> my, my point is even more often than that, a game comes out and it's like, I worked so hard on this and I love this, but you spend so much time with it. You don't notice it doesn't look that good. Or there's something glaring about uh, a color scheme or just some, something a little off that almost anybody could have told you right away. Like, Oh, I think you sh- might want to adjust this, this thing here. But if you don't give them the opportunity, they're going to tell you after launch and they're not going to like your product. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. And, um, you know, getting the perspective of the person that doesn't have a horse in the race. So or in other words, you know, doesn't have anything at stake here. Your time and money and your investment is on the line. Um, And if you're a big enough group, you have other people's money at play you know there's a there's a lot of pressure to succeed and everything like that it's a good idea to get feedback from the person that doesn't have any stake in this equation because essentially that's who you're selling to is that kind of a person that's just like well i don't know i'm semi-interested in this i don't have any idea i don't know the labor of love involved i don't know the money involved the time the people that doesn't matter to them they don't know how many people worked on this for how long to get this right so yeah. that advice, yeah, that advice just can't be ignored because it's critical because that is going to be where a large percentage of perspective of your release is going to come from.
0: It's, it's it's almost like cheating in a good way. Like you you know yeah, what the future yeah. holds before you have to have a product flop over it. You can't you can't rate a, a game that's still in re- uh, development. You know it's like you can't go on Steam and say like you know well, not recommended. I hate this if it's not on Steam yet.
1: Actually, yes, if it's not on Steam yet, I was going to say I think Steam
0: not early access. Don't count that.
1: <laughs> yeah, they have that weird policy. I was trying to remember how that works. What is it? You can review early access, but then. You re- all the reviews are wiped out when it goes to release.
0: I didn't know that, but I'm I'm in agreement with that.
1: I think that's how it works on Steam. But anyways, that's that's a different that's a different subject all on its own. I think you should be able to know, <laughs> um, but then also have post release reviews. But anyways, um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, don't 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 get stuck in a bubble of isolation where, you know, you start it's like, okay guys, I'm going there with it, all right. Just bear with us. We got steam and poop, I'm going there with it. Correct. It's like when you fart real bad and you oh. get used to the smell, well somebody else comes walking in and they're like, "Lay off the KFC, pal."
0: <laughs> you know, it's just
1: like you're like, "Well, what what do you mean? It's just this is I've been in I've been in here for a while. It's fine." Well, yeah, you've been in here for a while, but you know, it smells like somebody breathing through a can of tuna right. when you come down the steps. It's
0: true. You God never know when you're, in here. You never know when your own house smells bad. That's the weirdest thing.
1: Right? And like, that's a that's a gross and and very uh schoolyard analogy, a uh, poop humor analogy to use there, but you know what? It works really well because yeah, you can your menu works like crap. Your your user interface is junk. It takes too long to load in an unnecessary way, and you're willing to look past it because you're like, oh man, you know this is my baby, and you I, need somebody to kind of grab you and be like, nah, man, like this made me shut your game off. It's
0: true. I <laughs> I am blinded by this myself. Like
1: oh yeah, I it work happens st- to me.
0: <laughs> I work on stuff all the time that's like this little thing took six hours and I'll show it to somebody. And I try not to sort of set the table before I show somebody something. I'll go, well, you know, what do you think of this? And they'll go, I don't, I don't really like this. And I want to just be like, do you know how hard this was? Do you, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what this took out of me? So yeah. it, it's true. Like you have to, um, you have to get somebody who is not attached and not doesn't attached. mind telling you the truth before yes. somebody even worse comes along after launch. That, I mean that's that's a good way to avoid some pretty harsh feedback is to get some some gentle feedback along the way,
1: yes, yep, yep. get as much of it as you can. and then I think we brought this up before in the past and 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 to really sit there and analyze the critique, you know, is your game being is your game being critiqued in the light right or uh, the light right <laughs> light <bright>? the right <laughs> the right light like. Are, are they trying to pull something from it that it's not? You know that kind of stuff. You really need to sit down and look at it sometimes too. Yeah. Be, that way you know what's worth keeping, what has passed through the fire, so to speak. What's 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 allowed into your sphere of of influence and be like, okay, this was legitimate criticism, and it's like a muscle kind of. You got to practice. You got to practice it, and you yes. got to get tough skin. If you've got thin skin, it's not going to last long, pal.
0: <laughs> I, I agree. It's it's something that you need to be. It would be nice if you could pace it a little bit or uh, sort of be in in control of how feedback comes your way. But a lot of times you're not. We have to do the same thing with this podcast. Yeah. We get as much, uh, not as much. We get some bad feedback for all the good feedback. It's something we have to look at and go like, oh, look at this asshole. He he's right about this thing, but fuck that. You know, <laughs> it's, it's what a it's way hard.
1: to tell us. Right, you exactly. Know. It's like hey a person I don't know. You're a giant piece of toddler crap. <laughs> right. I just thought you might like to know that,
0: which is very close to real feedback we've received. But fresh goes better. <laughs> <laughs> but we've we've made friends along the way who had who had yes. great stuff to say, and uh, I, th- I think that's largely because now there was a time when I did this podcast alone. And that's a tough road. Like, it, it's much more helpful when I got you to bounce stuff off of and I got close friends who are listening to it who don't mind telling me, like, it's slow in parts or uh, here's something great that you can capitalize on. You know, because we become blind to so much.
1: Yes. you, you Man, nailed it. Can't say it any better.
0: That basically brings us to, um, almost brings us to launch. The other thing is, the other big, big, big thing you have to incorporate from this whole strategy is, is just planning and preparation and totally. it's, it's for big stuff as well as little stuff. Yes. Think about your social media strategy, but also think about like, is my website at a good host? Is it going to be, is it going to stand up to some actual visitors coming from Twitter? Like little stuff, things you might have to call support about or send an email or two. Like you have to, you know, dot the I's and cross the T's. Something I put in my notes was, uh, Have you ever noticed that even in the age of pre-sells, doesn't it seem like a lot of companies still weren't prepared for their own game to launch? Oh yeah. You know, how many, how many times have you seen a a studio come out and go like, you know, on launch day, they go, we understand our servers are down. We're taking it very seriously. We're looking into it. Thank you for your patience. We all know that song. And it's like, what did you think you were going to do today? Yeah, it can't be. I understand. You can't be harsh, A hundred percent about it because some things are going to be outside their control, but like, yeah, there's probably something. There's probably something that could have prevented this, right?
1: Yeah, Yeah, and there's been a few like, and I'm not going to name names. I don't want to do that right now. But there's been a few uh, decent sized games in recent memory that really shocked me in that way, and I'm like, whoa, way to go! That was that was pretty surprising.
0: (laughs) The uh, I I was
1: this even ready?
0: I'll name one name, and that is uh, Call of Duty. Uh, World War II that came out, and so many features. It wasn't even, like, apologetic this time. It was like, this feature just straight up isn't here yet. And then there were, like, little bugs that were actually pretty huge and very noticeable. Uh, collecting your uh, daily income was one of them. You would do it, and it would act like you had to collect something again. You tried it again. It didn't work. Uh, point being, you know what's going on, and it's like, this is just okay now and Mm. at our level you and i can't get away with that we can't put out a game Mm. and be like spend four bucks to play this thing on ios and it's like "Eh, half of it doesn't work but it will at some point probably
1: no dude you would you'd be toast so
0: i i think that as much of that as you can stave off with preparation go ahead and do it just just be ready and and don't don't, uh don't be caught unaware by your your own thing. A lot of this is just responsibility stuff. You know, know what you're up against and be ready for it.
1: Yeah, man. And you know, if you're an indie dev too, just have the gall, have the uh, girded loins to just believe in your project too. Because some games have really surprised me. Um, that you know, you wouldn't think would stack up in this world in with these big AAA games that are coming out. But man, you got some. Some stuff coming out from small devs that is just knocking it out of the park like that Stardew Valley game. And it's yeah. like one guy in three and a half years and and it's just awesome. Yeah. Believe in your project. Believe in your pro there's a space for that. You know, you're not gonna get EA money out of your game, of course. You know, let's be realistic here. But there's a market for your product. There's a market for your vision and your dream, and you gotta believe in it and you gotta put it out there. And when you use these these business models that we've outlined, I mean, it's going to be, it's, you're going to have to try to fail. And what I mean by that is not do any work. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> after, to you, after you, after you plan this out and you really plan it out with that market in, in mind in that, in that consumer capitalist, uh, market that we have set up, I'm, I mean, I know it gets painted in a bad light a lot of times, but Hey, you know what? It's not perfect. But it works, and it works well if you know how it works. And this is what we've talked about in the last three shows, is including this one. Is it's how it works, and how you can really set a good blueprint out for your project and your plan, and 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 see, hey, you know, what is this going to do? Who is this going to appeal to? Who's buying it? And am I going to get the right feedback early enough on to where this is going to count? This is going to matter. And then that's that beautiful blend of when being an artist and a creator and a game creator and then also playing the game so to speak if you want to use those words even but you know getting it to work with being consumed creating this product that is there for people to consume if you just sit there in isolation to make a game that works perfectly in isolation and it was a pet project of you and your buddies filled with inside jokes and filled with a bizarre art that you like and and you're trying to mask it with some kind of veil of making uh, some kind of statement about a condition of the world or something like that. Yeah, no one's going to buy that. You made a game for yourself. you know what I mean? <laughs> you have made a game for you and your buddies. It's like the obscure music that people show me sometimes, yeah. uh, being a guy that produces my own music and is involved very intensely into that area. you know, and I look at this and I go, you know, I respect you. I really do, but at the same time, you made this for you and your buddies at like the same sounds. So what are you, what's your, what's your end game here? If you're trying to sell something, this is not, don't sit here and continually churn out stuff for you. There has to be this fine line between the thing you're going to sell and then you being an artist. And when you get that balance just right, it should be fun. You'll know it. You'll be hitting it in stride. Keep striving for it. I really do believe that Holy Grail exists for everybody in every project. And you have to find that and hit it, and when you do, it'll be worth it, and you'll just be like, "That's what that dude was talking about," and it feels great. But I can't e- ever really describe to you how to hit that because I've only felt it a few times on accident.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm with you though. What you said was really actually very powerful. You know, if, if you're if you're doing this, there is a market for you. There is a way to take yourself seriously. To yes, um, and we talked about confidence before, and we'll we'll talk about that again. But there is a way to take what you're doing. Your your valuable time, like your your short time on this earth, you're putting it into this. There is a way to maximize that, and that's what that's all this is about. This isn't like you guys are doing it wrong. This is uh, you guys. It's so awesome that people want to want to take this craft so seriously. By all means, if you want to take issue with uh, capitalism, this and uh, big business that, absolutely, hate it all you want. Put it to work for you in the meantime. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and do things in such a way that it will enable you to do it more and do it better part of it is just take yourself that seriously that you uh you can if you want to move from doing this for fun to doing this for profit or uh, to doing this in a more serious way all we want to do here is is take lessons from uh people who who are doing stuff uh much less fun but they're doing it in a serious way, and they're doing it for money, and uh, the stakes are very high for them. We we want to uh, emulate a little bit of that. Boy, it's it's. We, we were talking about how the global game jams going on, and and how I would like to see more people who are so excited about game jams, and they, they do it a few times, and they build up those muscles that we talked about. Uh, you know, build up a little confidence. I want to see that confidence help people transition. To uh, a a place of, of profitability, if that's something that that will help you do more game development and put out more of your ideas for other people to experience, it's it's not a free thing. You know, you and I both know. You you pick up certain hobbies and you pick up things like podcasting and game development and stuff. Um, it's you're you're not gonna make a dime if you don't have a solid plan and a solid foundation. Sometimes yep. a YouTuber gets a million dollars crapped on him. It it happens. I'm I'm not resentful towards those people at all. I think it's great yeah. if if yeah. they uh, do something good with it. But yeah, t- I mean, take your business plan seriously and do think like you have your own tech startup. And what are you going to do about it? Like that's yes. the best thing you can do is is go look and see what more successful people are doing and uh, people who have these time honored practices, things that will maximize success that's the best approach I think you can take. And that's why uh, I think this was such a great idea on your part of going out to do this, research this a little bit and talk about it. And we're going to take this angle again in the future. um, Maybe not immediately, but we're going to do more of this stuff and see what other great ideas we can pull into game development to really help ourselves sort of, you know, take a run at it. You know what I mean?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Because that plan, man, and just to go, go to that real quick and because it's so critical. And I like how you're talking about looking at what successful people have done because you know what? If you're going to build a sturdy, waterproof basement, two-story type of a house, you're going to do a lot of the beginning steps the Hmm. same as a guy that's built something exactly like this. So the foundation for a sturdy home is going to s- pretty much start the same every time. And a foundation for a sturdy, creative project that is going to be marketable is going to start the same every time. You know, There's just yep. going to be some similarities. And it's like you said, it's time-tested. And it's kind of hard to mess up You know, when, when you start adding hard work into it
0: yeah. if you approach it <laughs> with that
1: mindset. And- when you approach it with that mindset
0: every time something good happens to us we, we talk about the same thing like some of this just comes down to math you you put down X amount of pressure for X amount of time something's gonna give something's gonna happen and yes. uh, sometimes the biggest step is to be ready for it you know it's but you 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 put it the best way I couldn't ask for a better way to, to sort of cap it off success looks the same way a whole lot of the time yes. Yeah it's just the same steps. It's the same, same stuff. And I think ultimately we're just out here trying to find those steps and trying to, uh, apply them to our development. Like we've said before, we're not perfect at this stuff, but there's no reason somebody else can't be. (laughs) So, so that's sort of the whole thing. And we have some, uh, super great feedback I wanted to talk about before we let people go. Yes, please. Um, like I said, we get all sorts of (laughs) feedback here on the show. But uh, we heard from a, uh, a new friend. Yeah, our, our buddy Scott from Anderson, Indiana, reached out and he said that, uh, like yourself, he is a uh, networking guy with an extensive networking background. So he is transitioning over to uh, game development on his own time, it sounds like. And he's tried uh, small tools like RPG Maker and Game Maker. And he's also gone to the big... Unity and Unreal stuff, and he was interested in getting some um, some of our perspective on Unity versus Unreal, and I'll even throw in some of the smaller tools as well. But he, he, was, um, he said very flattering things about the show. He said he's been listening all along, which for those of you who have listened to the entire thing, first of all, thank you. I mean, that's obviously very cool. Uh, we appreciate that. This has been a largely experimental show until sort of the turn of the year I'd say <laughs> before January we were just sort of throwing things at the wall to see what stuck um, but since we really took a, um, a focus on breaking down actual good practices news you can use that sort of stuff things have really sort of clicked and we've sort of hit our stride when oh, we yeah. record the goddamn show correctly <laughs> <laughs> but we we appreciate people f- for uh sticking with us that that means a lot what I will say on the Unity versus Unreal and the smaller stuff. First of all, Game Maker. I think Game Maker is an awesome way to start game development. It's not as good as it used to be because it used to be like you could pay one price and you had everything, which was great. Now Game Maker will nickel and dime you absolutely to death. Um, oh, I <laughs> for the product you're getting, I I don't think Game Maker should even dream of charging what they charge. In a world where you can start in Unity or Unreal absolutely free, that doesn't make sense to me. I, I do like Game Maker for learning. I think brand new people probably will uh, get a lot out of going through Game Maker tutorials and just learning about very basic stuff like the update loop and, um, you know, just basic animations and stuff like that. I think it's a great experience. Never tried RPG Maker, that's a whole thing. Uh, I, I've never gone that route, but when it comes to Unity and Unreal, As we talk about all the time, I am a Unity guy. If you go dig through my bookshelf back there, you'll find the big giant uh, Unreal Engine books. I've definitely spent a lot of time learning it. I've not used it for any professional projects, but that's because for my money, I find that a lot of um, small-time like indie devs and small-time game developers tend to go the Unity route, right or wrong. So for my money, that makes the community a little more accessible to me on the unity side. So I've got people who are sort of at my level. We're going through this stuff together. We can talk about it. There's a lot of benefit to going to the unreal community, people who are working in the industry a little more often uh, people who have to work with very polished stuff and they're, they're responsible for very technical issues. Uh, It sort of depends on who you want to be talking to while you're, while you're developing stuff. The actual applications are very similar They just specialize in different areas. Unity is great for like 2D UI stuff. It's all, it's all great. They obviously do have a great 3D editor. They have very polished publishing tools. People seem to think that unity is um, sort of has a leg up on optimizing for mobile. So they're just focus areas on each side. Unreal has super polished graphics. Um, People, some people prefer those editing tools and then they uh, specialize in different languages as well. Unity has the C-sharp side, the JavaScript side. If you are specializing in one of those or you feel that those are more valuable things to know for like career purposes, I think Unity is great for that too. Unreal is more uh, C++, and they have... It sounds like they have a pretty cool like building block, sort of node editor type thing. You can avoid code completely. That's neat. I like both quite a bit. I tend to skew toward the unity side. That's not to say that that is the right answer. Give me your thoughts on that.
1: yeah, um from my limited knowledge and the research I've done, the form crawling, the looking at stuff, it really does seem to be right now personal preference closely followed by your end game, like yeah. what are you doing? What are you doing and it, it, both engines are capable and do really neat things. It just seems like some are preferred. For certain things over the other mobile, like you mentioned, 2D seems to be a unity thing, but I don't doubt that unity um, can make fantastic 3D games because you pointed out that's how it started. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, Unreal, you know, like you like you pointed out, has those strengths of making a polished game. And I think that does something uh, a polished game very quickly um, was one of the key notes that I saw about that. It just looks really pretty. You know, the just very, very quickly. And yeah. that would be really and that's really encouraging to people when you're learning something oh, yeah. new. Because you're like, oh man, this is starting to look cool already. And um, and then what what you really hit that I saw come up a couple times is about how they how you publish and how this is gonna work when it comes time to putting your game out there for other people to consume. And depending on the scenario, mm-hmm. you're gonna run into some issues either one. And so that's just all things to consider. And, you know, there's just honestly, at the end of the day, there's going to be no way around grabbing somebody that, um, you know, that that's into this, that's doing it and saying and having them push you in a certain direction.
0: Yeah.
1: And and around here, it's Unity, since it's the only thing that I've looked at any tutorials for in depth and have tried. And then it's it's your most familiar software um, for this at the moment. And so, yeah, Unity but I can't wait to try unreal honestly. Um, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna dig into it. you know
0: yeah, I, I would urge you to get comfortable with it. I'm, I, I owe them another look too for sure. I really liked what I saw when I was first getting into it. Um, Unity had not really crossed my uh, desk yet. I, I don't have any issue with that whatsoever. Like I think both are really strong tool sets. And what I would encourage people to do, check out both if If you find that you are more functional in one, if you could just flow a little easier on one side than the other, that's where you should go because your tools should not get in the way of your creativity yes. uh, to as much an extent as possible. we've We've talked about this, but um, whatever allows you to create, that's th- what more could you ask for?
1: Nothing. You just you know don't nothing getting in your way, including yourself. Have fun with this thing when you open it up. If it makes you feel dread. If yeah. dread consumes you when you just look at the UI, yeah, then, then no, no, you can't, you can't be having that going on. It's right. just not the right thing.
0: <laughs> Absolutely right. And like I said before, my first commercial product used neither. I coded it from scratch, which was this amazing experience until I hit like the last 10 yards. And when it was time to port to like the mobile devices, I wanted this thing to play on. I realized like that is not supported very well at all with this little library that I use. And I had to rely on like community tools to uh, get me across the finish line and had to rewrite parts of them. And it was a nightmare. And it's, it's very discouraging when you've planned this thing and you're like, yes, I'm 95% done, which means I can definitely finish this thing in the next two weeks. And then you spend four to five weeks because you, you can't just put it where you're supposed to put it. So when something like that happens, and you hear like Unity's great with their publishing tools, you go, "Yep." Then take my soul. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yep. So yep.
0: <laughs> everybody's situation is different. Your priorities are going to be different. Uh, let the project decide. Let your comfort decide. And I, I don't think between those two, I don't think you can really have a wrong answer. Despite what you'll hear on the forums or on Medium yeah. or on Twitter, <laughs> it's just you, you have to find what you can work in effectively. And then do your work, get your stuff out there and then you've proven it right. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, thank you so much, Scott. He has uh, sent me another message. I haven't even had the chance to read yet, but man, I, we definitely appreciate when, uh, you guys move the the dialogue forward. I mean, all we're doing is putting stuff out there. You guys are the ones that pick up the conversation and that is what we love. So um, let us know if you hear something and we're full of crap, let it, just let us know what you think. And uh, we're happy to talk about other viewpoints uh, that, you know, we don't pretend to have all the answers. That would be silly. Yeah. But uh, I, I think that's all we've got. We're going to have a slightly abbreviated show. Cause it's starting it very late because this is yeah. our second attempt. So uh, <laughs> if you guys enjoy the show, we, uh, we definitely appreciate the likes and reviews uh, on iTunes, places like that. You can also check us out at like SoundCloud. We have a YouTube page now. Uh, we would just yeah. ask that... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's been great. It's been fun uh, adding video to what we do. So we've got very exciting stuff in the works that we'll be able to talk about pretty soon, so we don't want anyone to miss out on that. So just follow us somewhere, share with a friend, and uh, we'll we'll keep the fun stuff coming. Uh, thank you, John. You've been a champion tonight, <laughs> and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you guys soon as possible.